Welcome, everyone. Episode three. Damn. You know, little break, little break. But uh, what break? I mean, break for us. We were we were pumping them out every every other day. <laughs> well, we did record one. No, we're on schedule. It's like every week, one a week. I'm trying. You to get hide, one a week, people. I'm trying to hide my late delay of the first episode, Dan. Oh, you mean our preview show? Yes. That you dropped after so much already happened. Look, that like. <laughs> Went against stuff we said. It just yeah. made us look like bigger idiots. I mean, I, I solidified our casual nature. I, pr- I proved our casual. Uh, you're going out of your way to prove how casual we are. Yeah, like almost lazy at this point. Almost No, not it's even deliberate, fans. it seems. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? just setting up a little... Uh, you even uh, went to LA, or no, you went to Vegas first. Yeah, let's talk about life real quick while I fix this mic and show my other producer casual. Yeah, yeah, so you went to Vegas... Yeah, I uh, saw with a couple MMA fighters that were there and you just didn't get a get a show. So obviously casual. Look, I tried. Uh, they were busy. They wanted to do some gambling. Um, you know how these MMA fighters can be. Is Mickey a gambler? Uh, no, no. But I can't see Mickey being a gambler. <laughs> I don't think he can legally gamble. Well, I guess they can non-sports gamble, right? Dan is on the tables every day. I guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, but he's not a he's not a fighter. Um, I'm sure you can bet on anything that's not. You know, combat sports related. So, for all of you out there, uh, I was in Vegas doing the Independence Funds uh, Veteran uh, Awareness. For, you did uh, the, the Tim channel. Kennedy show. Saw, yeah. yeah. Saw, dude, Tim. Uh, talked to Tim's dad for a long time afterwards. Great human. Tim's dad? Yeah. Tim's dad right. just volunteers now. And apparently, Tim's dad can still shoot. Like, they were out on the range together during range I don't day. think you lose that. Really? Unless you have, like, um, Parkinson's. Then you just shaken, yeah. Like Muhammad Ali, the end of his career, end of his life. So you're saying Michael J. Scott, not a good shot. Maybe adjust for that though, right? Because Michael J. Fox has always been, he's always had that, right? So he's used to it and he's adapted. But if you like were a prime athlete, prime boxer, and then you develop Parkinson's, yeah, you probably can't handle that well. And you probably can't handle the iron, as they would say. No, no. Big iron on his waist. Yeah. No. So uh, flew from SHOT Show, which was a great event. Uh, Got to see our friend Dan Holloway. Got to see Tim Kennedy. Got to see Hendo. Mickey Gall. News from Mickey Gall. Is he fighting Atlantic City? Staying at 170. (laughs) Is he he fighting or what? Like, what's happening? Cannot confirm or deny. Still working on it? Uh, You know, can't confirm or deny. It'd It'd be really bad to oust. Oust our We're not a breaking show. news show, yeah, I guess. No, yeah. No, be yeah. weird if we were. Yeah. I don't think I can leak news on out the here episode. leaking news yeah. to like 40 people. He's already got to choke me out once, and I'm going to see him again. And uh, Oh, you haven't paid that bet yet. You haven't paid that bet yet. Uh, so, uh, kind of a, if you're not familiar with our previous lives, Giorgio bet Mickey Gall that Izzy would just run train on Sean Strickland, which at the time was a popular opinion. Yeah. Most people, it was a very safe bet. As I, as I would say. Uh, Izzy was like a minus 500 favorite. And Mickey, for some reason, just had faith in Sean. To get yeah, he was all on Sean. The Sean train since day one. So you went on Mickey's show. Yep. And I went on Slick and Thick. And I was like, hey, Mick, here's what's up. You're the casual. And he was like, all right, son. I bet you a rear naked choke that uh, Sean Strickland wins. So I took that bet. Clearly, I lost. Because uh, Sean's fighting in the apex. Like, all the way up to his title run. I don't know if there's anything like it. No. And when you're that much of an underdog, it's almost a superpower, I feel like. 
because you got nothing fuck. to lose. You have nothing, yeah, you're playing with house money. Exactly. So I think a so wild he, man like Sean, when he lets it go. He bet Mickey that if Sean won, he, he would let Mickey choke him out. And you have yet to pay your debts. I have yet, but I will see Mickey again uh, February 1st. So right around the corner, this episode will probably drop. Uh, Where's it going to be? Uh, probably tomorrow. Only because I'm waiting on that cable. Mm. Yeah, a little producer failure on my part. You're down bad. Dude, it was a it was a rough week, and like I'm saying, how much so, stuff did you lose when you uh, so you I, left Vegas? Yeah, I left my shoes in Vegas. Clearly, um, I also left a roll of SDI cable at the Vegas airport because some company who will uh, I, let's just gloss over that because I don't want to talk. So I had to leave a, some because of the weights of my bags. A Spirit Airlines wouldn't uh, wouldn't take my media pass, so uh, all my bags had to be a certain weight. So I ended up having to leave a roll of SDI cable. Shit, and then pack. This is a, a bad time to tell you I, I locked down a sponsorship. First form, Spirit Airlines. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Well, uh, thank you, Spirit, for potentially wanting to be a sponsor, and uh, so sorry to see you go. Uh, Nah, fuck him. Yeah. A la carte air mass. No, my dad's a frontier guy. He's double diamond platinum in frontier. It's because they got the animals on the plane. Yep. And uh, they go direct to Puerto Rico. It's like the only place Dude, in the I'm, world. I have no obligation Rico. or any allegiance to any airline. Except for Allegiant. Yeah, true. <laughs> or the one that wants to pay us. Right. But I go with the cheapest flight. We have poor brain. I don't, I don't have like this airline credit card that Status. racks up miles. Yeah, no. and then I get free flights here and there and free baggage. I've just started to get onto that and cash in on those points. I'm sure it's a great idea, but I'm just too dumb to do it. Well, you know, Dan, just uh, pick one and sign up. They all suck, though. Just like you guys, if you're not signed up to subscribe, please like and subscribe the channel. Apparently, it helps. Also, the only direct flight from Austin to Philly is American. And I hate American. Yeah, because we're an American hub. I chose American. Uh, because I once hooked up with a stewardess okay. on American. Do you do it kind of like a uh, high school kid deciding where he's going to college with the hats? Exactly. I don't know. It was more like a Little Harry crooked. Potter. They just kind of put it on. Oh, it was a, yeah. Okay. It was a sorting hat. And the, they talked to you. Yeah. How high were you? That's extremely. I'm almost there right now. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Your parents are here in the house that we're recording it. You know how I live, Daniel. Did you light up a bowl <laughs> with your dad? Like what? You know. Sometimes my... You do be like that sometimes. Nelson Mandela took my drugs. Mm, mm. Yeah, I haven't had that excited in my life. I've just been uh, kind of hunkering down, saving up money, paying the tax man, because your boy, again, is terrible with money. Well, you're cutting me off my story. So I'm, we're there. I fly from Vegas. Mm -hmm. You know, these people want to hear about my life, Daniel. I know. I'm just kind of before... I'm finding a gap. Yeah? And I'm inserting how pathetic my life is. So you're like Sean Strickland. Finding that gap and peppering that eye. With my little Philly shell, yeah. Right. And apparently the fans are calling for an immediate rematch. Well, that's not going to happen. Like, yeah, we know it's, it's just not. not. It's just a narrative. Also, I mean, if you want to, it's a, you know, if you want to tease a topic later, there's no reason to be this upset. It was a good fight. You know, and it could have went either way. I just, I thought it was Sean, but DDP, I have no problem with it. Yeah. No, there's no reason to like be like robbery. No, setting up the narrative. Just, it's MMA, man. Yeah, it's MMA. Have Let's fun. Talk, uh, Have fun, guys. Yeah, we'll circle back around that later. Uh, flew directly to Anaheim. So one conference to another from SHOT Show to NAM, the National Music Makers of America something, something, something I can't read or do acronyms. You uh, can't spell. I don't think you're literate. I don't either, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. 
<laughs> Our last graphic was you put real African champ and it was R E E L. And then you're like, oh no, I just spelt it like I thought a uh, South African would say it. I'm like, okay, bud. That, no, real African champion. No, we know you can't spell. It's fine. <laughs> this is this is CTE at work. No, it's on purpose to get people to comment on it. And Giorgio has been dropped on his head so many times <laughs> since he was a youth at those wrestling camps. You know, four plus four is seven. Close. <laughs> you know, you, you almost got there, bud. With tip. <laughs> you round up, right? So you're saying four plus four is seven plus a tip. No, which, with the tip. Which gets you to eight. Is that is that your logic? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to follow your joke here. Let's break it now. <laughs> no, no. John Madden on the board over here. He starts the joke. Uh, now, Fluta Fluta Anaheim uh, works for Pioneer DJ, a uh, great company. They had some fun new equipment being launched and some DJs doing some performances. Then I fly back to Austin for the cap off the weekend for the Longhorn Wrestling Open, in which I had three girls take first and absolutely crush it uh i was exhausted i had to use this software called track wrestling that's at least 15 years old and i could not understand to save the life of me i went uh, to uh, my co-host on softcore history's uh baby's first birthday party so we had wildly different weekends i want to hear what a child's first birthday party is like as exciting as you think break it down for me it's off what happens people just drink because, like, the child could do anything. It could, like, throw up, cry, shit, no, go to sleep. You can't do anything. That's what I'm saying. can't even walk. It's a little behind, all right? There's a second kid. I think he's a year old. I'm under the impression he should be able to walk by now. I could walk at once. I don't know what ages are anything. Like, does he have teeth? I, I couldn't tell you. I was starting my first TRT cycle at one and a half. This is not important, though. How, your girls your girls won? Yeah, they did. They they looked really good. Uh, Mia Garza, returning national runner-up, uh, looked really good from the underhook, knee-picking people all day long, running a high single, finishing very quickly, so I was very proud of her. Okay, any of your guys win or no? Uh, Jack took second, 157-pounder. I didn't know if it was a uh, UFC 297 situation with Canada. Yeah, no, no. Some The, the guys did okay as well. Uh, the girls just seem to be really focused right now, and I want to shout out to the fastest-growing sport. Uh, Women's wrestling. Yep. That is honestly kind of a decent transition to, uh, I think, what I... We can bring up the first topic, obviously. We didn't talk about it last week. No. One of the big surprises for UFC 300, the uh, rabbit out of the hat, Kayla Harrison. At 135. Fighting Holly Holm. She doesn't really have many choices. Uh, 135, 145. Trash divisions in the women's sport. So, Kayla Harrison, if you don't know, uh, signed to the PFL, former uh, Olympic gold medalist. Two-time Olympic? Two-time uh, Olympic gold medalist. So, yeah, yeah. Medalist, so short. Yeah. In judo? In judo. Um, at the 172 and under. I don't know what the kilograms are. She's so big. I have no idea how she's going to cut to 135. She's been fighting 150 at There's PFL. no fucking chance she's cutting to 135. Well, 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 Do you remember the cyborg days when she, like, died? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see Kayla making 135. But I think Holly accepted this fight knowing she's not going to make 135. And kind of like the hush-hush agreement that if she doesn't make weight, you still fight. Skipping to the end of the conversation of that. Uh, yeah, so what happens if she doesn't make weight? I don't yeah. think it matters. 
Does she even lose part of her purse? What's her deal? Like, because, and to explain to you, like, who Kayla Harrison is, she was the PFL's biggest female star. She was the Amanda Nunez of the PFL. The Kayla Harrison Amanda Nunez fight had been touted for a very long time. Trained together. Yep. The Kayla Harrison cyborg fight from Bellator was touted forever. That was supposed to be the one thing PFL had right now. In their back pocket. Like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, this giant event we're doing with Bellator, PFL. Yeah, we're not going to put Cyborg and Kayla Harrison on it. We're just going to save that for a later date. That's going to that's gonna do numbers on its own, which, I mean, I don't know if it would. So, Kayla Harrison, trying to make 135, apparently has done a test cut. Sure. You know what that is, Daniel? I imagine it's her just trying to make 135 in like a two-week span. Partially, maybe. A true test cut. A real test cut. You make weight. You rehydrate. And then 12 hours later, you go in there and you do three hard rounds with your best training partner. Mm. You'll get the full experience of how your body is going to react to what you're doing. In college... For four weeks, we had to make either five over, three over, and then down to one pound over, and then compete an hour later intramurally against ourselves to get our bodies used to making the weight, rehydrating, and having the ability to compete. Now, what we're saying is that she did a test cut, and I don't believe that. And if she does it once, who's to say she can keep doing it? She's Okay, let's bring up her previous quotes. She said she couldn't make one... Why she's not competing in the traditional PFL uh, gauntlet or the way that they run their... Uh, the playoff system. Playoff system. The What's, tournament. What, what do they call it? Uh, who could say? The Tekken? Tur- the tournament. Mortal Kombat? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. who knows? Who could say? Uh, the reason she's not doing that is because she can't make 145 three times in a six-month pan. She says she hasn't been 145 since high school. She's now she's trying a big girl. to make 135. She's a thick, muscular girl. I mean, she's going to be, probably she's gonna be depleted. Piece. She's also, uh, you know, lost a little luster since that uh, Pacheco fight. Yeah. So, you know, she's not, her record's not clean anymore. No. And is, does she still draw? Her like, best is, fights are probably still in the PFL with Cyborg and Pacheco again, the rematch. Probably. There's nobody, we've talked about this, Raquel Pennington at 135. Uh, and do you bring uh, back like, like, Megan Anderson? <laughs> Dude. It's just in a bad spot. Um, I heard the idea of like having an open weight class above. Like we have 115, 125, open weight class. Bring in Gabby Garcia? Yeah. I all right, all right. Then we're talking. It's just like who cares? E- even like um if they wanted to, Valentina could just move up and just fight somebody that's like thirty pounds heavier than her. Just make it open weight class. <laughs> you know what? I I pitched that in the last show. I said, give me an over and an under of a certain weight and only have two weight classes. Uh no, because 115, 125 is too good. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, well, too good? Are we talking too good? Because you just talked about too bad. and how For we 135 and 145, yes. Once you get above 125, it, there's no point. No. But I think that kind of mirrors the UFC in a whole as far as what we have talent-wise. comes in waves, though, right? Because everyone thought flyweight was trash when DJ was fighting. That's mm-hmm. why they pretty much tried try to kill flyweight. And now it's one of the most exciting divisions in the sport. Every title fight for flyweight is a banger. Yep. It's a war. Yeah. I think because... These dudes are finishing each other now. In the same way we got really bored with 205 
when two hundred five is bad though. When, when John was dominating it for a long time, I think we're seeing the after effects of John just clearing that weight class out for a decade, and then yeah, just the the sport evolved other in other divisions, and those are real interesting, and there's a lot of competition there. Even I mean, lightweight's still kind of relatively new, ish. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, like, what do we? When was like the BJ Penn area when they were like basically making new weight classes for him to go down at? Like bef- after college, I imagine, right? Yeah, for us, two thousand twelve era. Frankie, no, I, I guess Frankie Edgar days during he was during there, college. Be- then, yeah, yeah, before he started coming down. Um, well, if you want to talk about lightweight right now, fucking re- Frankie Hall of Famer now. I know. Obviously, we didn't we didn't cover that. Weird. Oh, that- can we cover the text? Of the things that people were saying about him. Weird that he uh, got inducted in Canada when they're, like, he could have just, they should have done this in Atlantic City, City no? Yeah. Yeah. Or sure. during International Fight Week. I, do they specifically always do the inductees at a certain time? It has to be just like a pay-per-view thing. I don't know, dude. Yeah. Like, Frankie, though, I'm not like the biggest Frankie Edgar guy, but I respect him. He fought at three weight classes. Just yeah. a true, like, pound-for-pound guy. I mean, how many... How many titles did Frankie fight for? 135. I don't know if he fought 145, but 155. He just went up 20 pounds. Yeah. Down. He went from bantamweight to lightweight. Yeah. But I'm saying, I don't think he ever fought. Like, he just jumped up 20 pounds. Yeah. No, I think he fought a featherweight for a little bit. He definitely fought at 145. But he never fought for a title. No. Who could say? We're casual. Yeah, I'm super casual on Frankie. I just loved how they kept saying he was a great family man. And uh, just like the most like generic no, descriptions of you at all. No, he's just a Jersey fucking dude. Just a tough fucking working man, blue collar, you know, tough neighborhood Jersey kid. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Like Tom's River. We Yeah, we claim him though because he's close enough to Philly. You're basically the same people. The Northeast in general, right? It's just a harder life up there, and not not necessarily harder, but like we th- we have this mentality that everyone's out to get us. Mm-hmm. You're born with the monkey on your back. Well, we have the biggest chip on our shoulder, yeah, for no reason, absolutely none, no, no. And we put too much of our self worth and happiness into sports, yeah, in teams that always let us down, always. God, we're recording this a day after, yeah, the fucking. 49ers and Chiefs both won, and I can't think of a worse day in football. It's been a, it's been a long time. We knew it was going to happen. Two of the most hateable franchises in sport today. I mean, easily the most hateable quarterback ever. Mahomes? Yeah. Dude, he went from, like, being super fun and lovable to just a total chotch. Th- Did you see that match cut of him and Kenny Powers? Yeah. <laughs> But like yesterday, like, I got the spoot, the guy from Soundgarden there. We had four pigs going. Fucking Justin Tucker is just trying to warm up and like kick field goals, right? Like normal business for, and he's maybe the best kicker in the NFL ever. And Mahomes just keeps throwing his stand away. It's like, dude, you're move. Like, he, there's only so many spots he can kick from. You can throw from anywhere. Also, how how do we not have designated areas yet on the sidelines for these things? I don't know. Like, how is it not more organized? Football is... <sighs> but we it, love football here. I, I I just can't stand the Chiefs anymore. Uh, good for Andy. I'm an Eagles fan. I, I love Andy Reid. But, man. Man, did he... He, uh, he must have sold his children into 
to the devil or something to be this successful. Yeah, yeah. And Mahomes just just turns it on and outplays every quarterback again, despite having weapons. Yeah, and that you know everything's a psyop though, according to certain people. But like Taylor Swift is a psyop. Yeah, uh, I guess, man. Life's not that exciting. <laughs> just isn't. No, no, definitely. Also, my dad. She he said she might be fugly. So he's on Team Dan anti Taylor Swift. She's hot. Yeah, that's why. She's objectively attractive. Yeah, like, you know, I, she's not our type, right? Not yeah. not what I go for typically, but no. She's hot. Yeah. Objectively attractive. She's fine. She's talented. She does her thing. She's a billionaire. It's as controversial as the 155 weight class, Dan. Okay. And why, who why is, is the number one contender there? Because well, right now we think Armin Sarukian versus Charles Oliveira. It's the number one contender, right? But, but when did Justin Gagey release his number one contendership? And he's also fighting one of the most decorated fighters in the UFC in a fight that's above the fight that we're claiming is the number one contendership. Well, How I, can you have I was under two the fighters at a weight class fight later in the card for a title and say that's not the number one contender. Well, Gaethje was supposed to be the number one contender, and then he just took this fight because he was bored. Does that mean he loses the number one contendership? If he loses? What if he loses the Max? I know it's not going to happen. I think Gage, like, I'm going to feel really bad for our boy Max. One of my favorite fighters of don't, all time. Don't, do not. Do what? What if Max Holloway wins, Dan? Then he gets a fucking title shot. That's what I'm asking. I, they're both number one contender fights. Because here's what you can here's what can happen, Giorgio. You can just wait. Can you? Colby waited two years. <laughs> so you're saying if everyone else in the division loses to each other and you just don't fight. It's no, the no, Fabian no. strategy of the UFC. No, no, I love if, it. If you are Justin Gaethje, you beat Max, you wait for a title shot. It doesn't matter what order you're in, but you will eventually get a title shot. Just because of his resume and who he's beaten and how he's built up the last couple times, I mean, he knocked out D, uh, Dustin Poirier, beat fucking Fazeev. Mm-hmm. He beats Max. Yeah, he's his next fight will be for a title. Whether or not that's before or after Charles and or, or Armand, it, it doesn't matter. I have never seen a fighter flip so much as Charles Oliver. And this is twice now. He flipped from a journeyman to a world beater. And I don't want to say he's flipped again. It seems like he doesn't want to fight. Not really. It's, he got. He was supposed to fight at Islam, and then he twice. got twice. No, it was once. He got well. Uh, he, the, he fought him the first time. The second time, he got cut in the, the he eye. He did. And then apparently they were scheduled to fight again. No, behind closed doors. No, no, no. All I right. Heard. No chail shit. No, we're, we're no more chail stuff. We're at we're at four, Dan. Four times has Charles Oliveira been offered Islam. It's not true though. Because once Gaethje knocked out Dustin, he was kind of, he was the guy. He was up next. He just couldn't turn over quick enough, so they threw Charles in. Then and why Charles isn't Armin Sarukian fighting Justin Gaethje right now? It's an easy solution because it's it's you're almost punishing Charles for missing that fight against Islam. By making him fight again to earn a number one contendership mm-hmm. that technically already goes to Justin Gagey. Well, he already had, he was supposed to fight Islam. He was, I guess, quote unquote, the number one contender. Missed his fight. So they're kind of, yeah, it's like a little punishment where it's like, all right, you got to fight Armand, who knocked out Benil in like 20 seconds. And you kind of like solve two, two things. Like you adjust on the fly. Just because somebody did something, you still have to 
Yes, and other I, I, other I, circumstances I, happen where you have to kind of adjust and make the the proper moves. I agree that we viciously adhere to the rules that we make up on the spot. Yeah, every, the UFC has nothing to do with meritocracy. It is who is convenient and who is available. The best ability is availability. Is that how Chimaev went from the highest prospect in the UFC to not even being talked about? Because Chimaev doesn't fight anymore. He doesn't fight anymore. And he should just fight Sean. He should. If you want, if Sean wants a path back to the title, just fight Chimaev and beat Chimaev. Or wait. <laughs> he could just wait, yeah. Because <laughs> right now, you got, you got the rumblings of a, an immediate rematch. I mean, I know the UFC doesn't want it. No. The fans want it. I'm telling you Twitter right now. wants it. DDP, Izzy, headliner, UFC 300. It's going to happen. Especially because of all the shit that came out with uh, Vince McMahon and Brock Lesnar. If they were trying to do the whole, like, Brock Lesnar comeback, it ain't happening anymore. It ain't happening. We still don't know what it is. And I don't think it can be anybody but GSP. It's not GSP. It's DDP and Izzy. That's got the most heat on it. That would sell, I mean, it, UFC 300 is going to sell no matter what. But that is a appropriate main event for that. Okay. So before we get away, before we get away with this 155 talk, though, what happens? Dustin Gagey wins. Armin Sarukian wins. Who fights first? Who fights Islam first? Because right now, Islam has already announced when he's fighting, which is in uh, July and then in New York in November, correct? He mm. basically came out and said he's going to fight twice this he's year. Definitely not fighting in New York. He's going to fight in Dubai. And... Dubai's no, I think he no Dubai's it. in the fall. That's the November date. Then New York is the January Either or the July date. Maybe November or December. But uh, July could be... I mean, there's a Madison Square Garden date that he's already brought up that he wants to headline. I'm pretty sure they want John wants that. John and Stipe is probably going to be MSG. I could see both. I mean, that's a great card then. I mean, MSG is a big, mm, big building. Yeah, but Islam's not going to be second fiddle. He's just not. And you just anytime you have a card in the Middle East, you just have Islam headline. No, agreed. But there are more and more among Medovs coming through the coming to the division. Yeah, but they're not all this good. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Some of them stink. I know it's hard to uh, to fathom. We got one. A Dagestani being bad. We got one fight on a fight night card coming up. We can get to that later. Also, um, an undefeated one. No. Yeah. No. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, do, yeah. But back to fifty-five. Who? Also, who there's a Saudi Arabia card that's going to be in the summer. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. You just, that might be the July one that you're talking about. It is a, but it is a fight night. Supposedly, no. it, eventually it could be. If they get Islam to headline that, though, it's a pay-per-view. Yeah, but I feel like they use the Saudis as like an easy easy card. You know what I'm saying? Like the the big... Saudis are not going to accept a, a bullshit card. No, but it is going to be... <sighs> They're just not. They actually had to move the date. They were supposed to do the Saudi card in March, but the card wasn't good enough, and the Saudis were like, fucking come back when you find something that's worthy of us. They don't fuck around. They spend too much money. I do. They do. Uh, getting real cozy with them, too, apparently. They're just taking over. Yeah. Just accept it. Like, I, I'm i also a giant golf fan. I don't know how big of a crossover there is with golf and MMA, but they bought golf. They bought soccer to a, a certain degree. Yeah. Ronaldo came out and said that uh, the quality in the Saudi league is better than the quality in the French That's league. That's just not true. No. It's propaganda, but you have to. They pay you $250 million. You got to say that bullshit. And they've been buying every, like, old pro that's over the hill yeah but that was the mls strategy 
but they didn't buy enough of them. MLS tried to do like some American sports and put a cap on it and say you could only have three. Can't do that. Yeah, no. no cap. Nope. No cap, son. Back to 55, though. Who fights him first? Armin or It doesn't Dustin? matter. Doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Islam doesn't beats matter. both. <laughs> Probably agreed for that. Is this division and held up until... And moves up to Walter Witt. Yeah, moves up to Walter Witt. Even though, like, fucking... I hate Twitter now, but there's, like, all these, like, bots that are like, oh, actually, Walter Witt's going to move up to 175, and then they're going to create this weird 165 belt so Connor and Chandler can fight for that new belt. At UFC 300? <sighs> Anywhere. It doesn't matter. But that... I, I guess, man. If you want to make more more weight classes, that's fine. We've been, if you want to just about that. create belts for the sake of creating belts and just letting Connor fight for something, I guess, or just like any you know older lightweight that wants to move up, and they can you know, all the guys that were squatting on their spots, the Dustins, the Chandlers, the Connors, let them let them fight for their own fake belt. We Who cares? The, we can call it the Nate Diaz weight class. We're doing it with the BMF belt too. I don't care. I like it. Do more gimmicks. Create the Intercontinental belt. I love wrestling. Oh. Just go just go full in with I'm they're all pointless. Who cares about the, the, the American versus nothing. the world intercontinental belt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the European belt. title. You have the fucking I mean you could have a Dagestani belt. <laughs> oh god, that's hilarious. Oh man. That's funny. But dude, Islam Dana, give him all a belt. He's just an Oprah meme with Dana. Islam oh, doesn't oh, care oh. who fights first. He could fight Gaethje, he could fight Charles, he could fight Armand. Like He's just like, line them up. I'll knock them down. Yeah, I don't think anyone can mess with him. No one's on his level. No, no. one can touch him. I think Gaethje's the most interesting fight for him. Or Armand again. Run yeah, that back. Charles, I think Charles just gets smoked again. Me too. Charles, he'll beat Charles in the round. I don't, and Islam doesn't want to fight Charles, and Charles doesn't want to fight Islam. The UFC is the one who keeps pushing it. Dude, he, Charles definitely wants to fight for the belt. There's not, he's not, he's been offered it belt. four times. It's not true. That's just not true. It's, it's not just true. not true. He got cut. Like, that's, that's it. They're trying to reschedule it. Probably didn't work out. And then they're like, fuck you. You get arm on now. That's just what it is. Are All you right. trying to read your notes? Like, what to do next? <laughs> well, uh, we've covered the back end of the show. And I want to, I want to bring up another thing we're going to talk about. So, the fight night cards, do they suck? Is there enough quality in the UFC to go around? No. But they and have a deal with ESPN. They got to put on so many shows, like what, 44, 45 shows a year. Yeah, no, nobody's built, nobody has a roster that deep. It's fighting. Like, dudes get hurt, dudes get injured. Dudes just can't fight every other week like some psychopaths do. Like, Sean used to do it all the time. But yeah, dude, we're not, they're not deep enough to do 45 shows a year. The, why? Any, get rid I guess of the my Apex. question is why the Apex is just the Apex should really only be a contender series, like up like, like like you said in the text, like minor league stuff. And yeah, I want to fill it with drunk Vegas fans who are just there on vacation because yeah, get it, in for fifteen dollars instead of fifteen like hundred dollars. If you have any like you know hint of stardom or notoriety, there's no reason for you to be fighting in front of twelve fans. It really is like bottle service at a club that no one really wants to go to anymore. I miss the days where they would go to like these just dog shit towns, put on a fucking banger show, go to like, you know, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yeah, you know how many MMA events I've watched in Hooters parking lots? Get back to your roots, baby. Are you too good good for America? You know what it is? The Apex is cheap. To produce the event? Yeah, Yeah. everything's in-house. That's why they do it. Yeah. And... You have that it's, fucking antitrust lawsuit in the background that's supposed to like 
you know, maybe get concluded by UFC 300. Let's hope. I think that's kind of driving a lot of this. It's like, uh, well, you know, if we have to pay something out, we'd rather not spend the money on production for the next couple of years. Yeah, and it's like their contingency plan in a way, if everything goes to hell. This is them doing what I'm doing now and budgeting. Yeah, same. My life is the Apex Center. I also have a calendar now. Feels like I should have had that before I know. Like for your work? Like a work calendar? And life. Okay. Can't read it because we've discussed earlier in the show that I'm illiterate. Right. But right. Uh, I have it. But you know kind of dates. Right. I, I, I move my little guy forward one day. You bought an advent calendar. It just gives you a little piece of chocolate every day. Yeah. Tells me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And then every time I complete a task, I get another piece of chocolate. I'm a reward system. I yeah, like that. For myself. Yeah. Yeah. Some people need it. I don't. I'm built different. Yeah. You're self-driven, Dan. Self-motivated. I'm not. I'm, I'm really lazy. Yeah. I get my own way all the time. You are the copying your homework from your friend right before class of life. I decided to give up on jujitsu because I was like, no, I well, will stand. I will stand. Speaking of get some jujitsu. You know, I'm about to bring up this fight night's main event. Two amazing fighters. Oh, man. What? We're going to have to watch this. Man, I, I I will, but not happily. Not happily. Why not? Why Why do you like Roman Delizde so much? I think Roman Delizde is going to be a future champion. No, he's not. He lost to Marvin Vittori, dude. Yeah? Last Early year, his on. last fight was Marvin Vittori. Oh, over the hill Marvin Vittori. I think he has the makings to be a future champion because of his ability to fight off bottom. His best win is like Jack Hermanson. Oh, he destroyed. Jack Hermanson's not good. He, isn't he? He's fine. Headlining the next fight night card. Jack Hermanson to me at this point is just kind of like Paul Craigish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, just doesn't do anything. Why are you me. hating on Paul Craig? Paul Craig is the one of the only men to beat the former lightweight champion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We saw he snapped Jamal Hill's fucking arm. But that was because Jamal Hill was stupid. <laughs> Don't go down with fucking Paul Craig. I think he would even admit that, yeah, that was pretty fucking dumb of me. So Roman Delize is the only other guy in the UFC who I could see pulling guard. He's that good with the heel hooks, his transition to the arm bars, the pendulum sweeps he has from there. What he's doing with the K guard, you really can't... The way he does that knee shield in the K guard, it's really hard for anyone to get over top of him and ground and pound. And this is where I see... All right. What, am I getting too deep right now? What are the what are the uh, ramifications of this fight? Like, what are the stakes? There are none. It puts him back... It puts him back... Both of these guys have had pretty decent records. I think they've won... Each won three of their last four. Both of them can be put back in a trajectory for a title. Are you looking up their records right now? No, I'm just seeing kind of the last couple of fights. Delize beat Hermanson. He beat fucking Phil Hawes. Everyone beats Phil Hawes. Destroyed Phil Hawes. Yeah, but Phil Hawes has no chin. Fair. He's the crimson chin. I wanted to bring that up too. Phil Hawes felt like a better win two years ago than it feels now. It's not good. Uh, Nazardine... He had a no contest against Chris Curtis, lost to Sean Strickland, um, beat Joaquin Buckley. Yeah. He's fine. 
He's Shabazian. Shabazian's not very good. You were so high on Shabazian. He's young. <laughs> Daniel son, do we have to run back that tape from the old show? I sorry, I believe in you know potential. And that's what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about modern jujitsu breaking its way into MMA finally. For the record, I do not believe in Shabazian anymore. No. That that train has come and gone. Yeah. I hopped off long ago. Remember when I was on the Patty Pimlet train? That was that's a giant indictment of you. <laughs> You should have known. He was bad. No, this is before he came over. And it was no, just the went, highlights of dude, him in the orange shorts. Before he, he came over, he was getting hit. He was getting dropped in like... Cage warrior. Cage warrior, yeah. yeah. I was high on the pinlet. The, the flying arm bars were, were You sweet. know what? If they just keep feeding him, you know, cans, he'll be fine. No, he needed to get significantly better very quickly. And also, he needed to study exactly what Sean O'Malley did. I'm not saying he would have been a champion, but he should have at least taken that uh, course of action. Dude, bring back BJ Penn. That's Patty's <laughs> next fight. Oh, that'd be great. Patty just fights every dude at 55 who's washed now. Yes. Pranky, come out of retirement. Let's go. <laughs> it's not even a gatekeeper. He's just like the dude checking you in at the retirement home. He goes on a Legends tour. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Miller comes back again. Like, if... You'll look back in 20 years, be like, you look at his resume, not knowing that how, how washed these guys are. And be like, oh, wow, what if Patty was a fucking one of the best? And it's like, no, they were all 55. Yeah. <laughs> these dudes were literally in wheelchairs, like on the way to the cage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I just, this Apex doesn't do anything. Roman Delizia doesn't get my day card. It is, it's just another day, another yep. dollar for the UFC. I'm real high on Roman Delizia. I'm high on some more Jiu Jitsu. He's got some ankle locks there and some heel hooks that I think could be very interesting. But this depression, Dan, this sadness you have, it's very. Uh, Next couple Apex cards are trash, but it's going to get us to UFC 298. Well, you're sad. You know who else is sad? John Anik. I don't know why he ran this back. There's no reason to apologize, my guy. In fact, terrible move apologizing. Do, get, you gave in to the terrorist, John. But he is one of them. He is one of us. He is a fan. And the reason John Anik's voice has been so comforting and so pivotal in MMA. Yeah, he's the best to like do it, right? He's the best in the And sport. we're really going to miss him when he's gone and treating him like this. And His brother's really good, too, but... All I'm saying is that his brother has hair. Should we do more as fans, and should we be better? No, this is exactly what the sport is. It's the same with the the NFL, NFL, UFC, most major sports. You know, once they get into the the giant zeitgeist of uh, modern culture, I guess. Yeah, just kind of like you know, a little bit more of a casual fan. It's full of just trash people. Yeah. That have nothing else but their team. But I love those people. Those people are what make the sport great. It's politics too now. Like, it's just the way of the world. People choose a side. They ignore the facts. They ignore anything that goes against their narrative or beliefs. And they just double down. And that's the American way, baby. So, John, it's fine. But here's the thing. You went against your initial reaction. You didn't double down. You are anti-American. You simply gave in to the terrorist. You can't be doing that, my guy. Love you, but 
stop. You know, once you say something, you got to own it. You should never go back on your word. Just like I did five minutes ago with Shabazian. (laughs) (laughs) And on that, uh, this has been a great episode three. That's called setting up a joke, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, like and subscribe. Thank you all for joining us here. Uh, we will be adding more clips and other content to the channel soon. I can't imagine this is the most listened to or watched episode. Again, this is the Roman Delise Day episode. Roman Delise Day, future champion. You're hearing it now. We'll run the in tape no, back. In no world will he be a, a future champion. I'm watching the way the sport is evolving, Dan. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the things that are right to move forward. He is going to just get, like, starched by, like, a Jared Cannonier. <laughs> no, I think even if he gets dropped or taken down, he's good off his back. He hits hard. Yeah, he probably needs to move his head a little bit more, keep his head off the center line. Uh, could do a little bit better with switching stances and his little movement around the cage. Charges in a little too much. Middleweight's also just too fun now. Middleweight is just wide open. It's too fun now. Like he's just there's no path for him to go to the, get a title shot. I eighteen months to get or twelve months to get up a title shot. You're picking him to be a future champion when we have fucking Bowie Nix on the way. Yeah, I think Bo gets there first, and I think it's a good fight between them. Dude, I understand. Maybe it's a little top heavy of a division, but I, he ain't getting a title shot, my guy. He just isn't. He's never getting there. He's not going to string enough wins together. We could have said the same thing about Sean. No, Sean was, uh, again, the best ability. Is availability. availability. And on that note. Yep. Thank you all. Later. <laughs>